Hey guys, Dylan here, producer of the Ecommerce Alley podcast. Now, before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know about a special offer that we are giving all of our podcast listeners. If you scroll down below this episode in the show notes, you'll find a link to a special podcast listener deal on our scientific e-commerce Facebook ads testing course. Now, normally this is $27, but we're going to give you a special link to grab it for only 10 And included with that is a 30-minute ads expert call where we help answer your questions and implement the content. Thank you very much for being a valued listener to our podcast. And now, on to this episode. Sales slumps in your business are natural. They are normal. Everybody experiences them. Probably uh, not toilet paper back during the pandemic (laughs) lockdowns, but everybody experiences them. So the question is, you know, what do we do when these things actually happen? Um, For us, there are three fundamental things and five really tactical things that we do to not only prepare for those slumps, but also weather those sales slumps during those moments. So super cool. We actually just uh, started being able to upload our videos to Spotify for this podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're not on Spotify, just quick little plug. Um, you can listen on Spotify and you can actually watch on Spotify, which is super, super cool. I'm a Spotify user, so I got to plug Spotify here. Um, but really, really cool. We actually just got this on Spotify. And so if you're on Spotify, please uh, give us a rating on it. And below, you can actually tell us your thoughts on the episode in Spotify. You can type them and give us your thoughts on this episode, which is super, super cool. Um, All that said, let's go ahead and dive in. What I want to talk about in in this episode is I want to talk about sales slumps. Um, We're in the middle of summer of recording this right now. And so what do we do when we're in the middle of a slump? And I want to say this. Sales slumps are natural. They're normal. They're going to happen in your business. Um, We have them in our business. It might be different for yours. Maybe yours is summer. Maybe it's not. Maybe yours is booming right now and yours is January, February, March. Uh, If you're in the golfing industry, Q4 isn't as great. Your Q4 and your big sales season is usually summer. And so it doesn't matter what your business is. Every business experiences them. For us, it's usually in between live boot camps. And usually during the summer, we start to slow down a little bit in the summer. I think people are just out vacationing. Business owners are out with their families. Their kids are off school and they're not usually, uh, they're not usually, uh, focus as much on their marketing um, is what we've kind of experienced. And so we all experience them. But what do we do in those scenarios? I personally believe that slow seasons, downturns, and adversity in our businesses largely define our success as entrepreneurs. Because I think it's easy to stay really positive, right, mentally. Uh, It's easy to stay positive during these massive sales cycles. Like Q4, where people are spending money like it's going out of style, it's easy to stay positive, right? You're having these big, big sales in, in cash injections in your business. But it's a lot harder when it sucks. You know, when you're when you're in a summer sales slump or sales slump of any kind, it's a lot harder to stay positive and see the light uh, within that. And I would say this, like if at the first sign of adversity or uh, like your campaign failing or nobody wanting to buy the new product that you spent all this time and love putting into and you release it and you don't get that many sales or your email gets no sales or, or, or maybe you cower and complain when those moments happen, 
if, if you feel like that and that's your response, then you might need to, uh, first of all, you might need to just check yourself. Because it's not if you're going to experience these these slumps, these slow seasons in your business. It's when that's going to happen. And if you can make a pact with yourself of what you're going to do when those moments come, then you'll begin developing a muscle that it takes to win in the long run. If you don't, you're going to live a really it's, – it's going to be like you're just – you're constantly in this emotional roller coaster, and that is a stressful way to live. And so there are things that we can do to prepare and then also weather them. Now, I want to just – I want to preface. I, do, I am not a 50-year seasoned business owner with a $500 million company that can say, oh, this is exactly what you do. I want to share what we do. Uh, when we hit these moments, because these moments come, we're 10 years into business now, and these are just, these are in our experience and what I've seen, and with even a lot of the clients that we worked with, this is what we see help through those moments. Because again, it's not if they're coming, they're coming. So we need to be prepared and meet uh, meet that with preparedness, meet those moments with as much preparedness as possible, but then also when they hit, just decide, hey, what am I going to do in advance? So I'm going to give you a couple things here. We're going to do three fundamental things that will help your business prepare for those slumps. And then I'm going to cover five tactical things that will help you weather those slumps and even create cash injection as much as possible during those slumps. So let's talk about three fundamental things that are going to help. The first thing is um, during busy seasons, when this is, we're talking preparation here. We're talking preparation. During busy seasons, stop liquidating your cash. Sounds really simple. Stop liquidating your cash. When you, if you come out of December into January, don't go on a hiring, buying, spending, investing spree. I'm giving you permission. Give yourself permission to sit on cash. There's that saying, right? Cash is king. I think it's super cliche, but you get the idea, right? Sitting on cash is good and it helps you prepare for those moments. So if you haven't listened to episode 78, go back. I talk about the entrepreneur chaos junkie problem where as entrepreneurs, we are addicted to chaos. If something's not going wrong, we usually create chaos on our business. Same thing applies here. If you are creating huge, I talked to someone, uh, I talked to someone yesterday who when they get into their, uh, their, their, their October, November, December, they get into their Q4. They start having 50, 60, 70, $80,000 months. And then January is slow season. Boom, drops to like 10,000, $7,500 to $10,000 months. So when you know that that's going to happen, don't get excited and in December go on this big hiring, buying, investing, spending spree, buying all kinds of software and tools and oh, we have all this cash. Now we're gonna hire all these people and now committing to an ongoing higher overhead. That is foolish. I had a, I, uh, just to kind of drive this point home a little bit more, I was meeting with a client two days ago. We do a weekly one-on-one and, uh, and we're looking at the last four weeks and, and he had told me, well, uh, he, his ad spend had gone up. He even invested in another software uh, three weeks ago. And, and, I look, and I look back at the fourth week ago, it was the largest week in revenue he had ever had. And so I said, well, it sounds, like, it sounds like you just created a ton of chaos in your business because you got excited about having a good, a good week. Did you, uh, did you listen to my podcast on uh, the chaos junkie problem? And he's like, I did. And Josh, now I'm realizing I did exactly what you said I would do. I created chaos in my business. You get this cash injection and you just go liquidate your cash. So 
First and foremost, if you're going to prepare, you need to stop liquidating your cash in those busy seasons because the slow is coming. When it's big, take advantage of that. Sit on cash. Cash gives you options. Okay, second thing that you that I recommend you do um, is you stop the Eeyore talk. If you're not familiar with Eeyore, Eeyore is the... Uh, what is it? The donkey? <laughs> the donkey in Winnie the Pooh that's always complaining, woe is me, the little guy can't win, Eeyore, hey, nobody's buying my products, it's summer, no, blah, 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 right? So stop being Eeyore. Here's the truth. Your competition is saying and experiencing the same thing. Because if an industry is usually in a slow season, it's usually applying across the entire industry. So the same amount of business is, but there's just less demand. Same supply, less demand. So it's a little bit more competitive. It's natural. And so if your competitors are saying that, it's a fair playing field. Now, how you respond to it, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit like during the, the moment, uh, how do we weather that is another question, but Stop the Eeyore talk. When you start getting into yourself and you start having this negative self-talk, you put yourself in a negative headspace every single day. And if you're starting your day with that, you're so less effective. If you have a team, your team sees that. If you're an Eeyore and you're complaining all the time about how whatever isn't working and how this isn't doing as well as it once did and the glory days we did, blah, blah, blah. You're setting a precedent for your team that is going to pull back the morale, and then if you if you don't show that you believe in the business and in your brand and in your vision and in your mission, regardless of the circumstances, your team is going to follow suit. Remember this. You're playing the infinite game. If you're playing the infinite game, meaning you, you, you're not playing just for a short period of time. If you're playing to win, and it doesn't matter how long that takes, and if you say, I'm playing this forever, I'm not playing this until it gets hard, I'm playing this forever, then you won't lose. So number one, During those busy seasons, stop liquidating your cash. Number two, stop the Eeyore talk. And the third thing fundamentally is I want you to, and this is kind of counterintuitive, I want you to view these moments as a good thing. Hey, thanks for checking out the e-commerce alley podcast. If you've been enjoying this episode so far, it would mean a ton to us if you'd leave us a rating on whatever podcast app you're listening to. And as a token of our appreciation, if you take a screenshot of your review and email it to team at the ecommercealley.com, we're just going to go ahead and shoot you a $10 Amazon gift card just as a thank you. Now, back to the episode. I'd ask you this. When was the last time? When was the last time that you were able to do some of the things that you know you need to do in your business? We all have this list, right? We all have this list. My list is as high as the sky of things that I'm like, oh, I want to work on this on our product. I want to work on this on our customer experience. Oh, I want to work on this on insert whatever that is. I want to build out these new dashboards with DataBox to really help our team visualize the data that we need. I want. There are all these things that, that I want to do that I know are going to move our business forward. There are these, these rocks in our business, these big foundational pieces that we need to put in place. But we're always so busy especially during busy seasons, taking care of operations, taking care of shipping, taking care of marketing, taking care of all of these day-to-day operations that we're in the business. We don't get to work on the business, right? We don't get to work on these big uh, foundational pieces. And so if we can view these moments as a natural moment and cycle in your business, and then we start saying, well, this is a good thing because everyone's experiencing this. So what I could do is I could start shifting my mind from this is a bad thing 
to this is a good time for me to start building some of the foundation that's gonna allow us to just level up and scale on a different level once we get out of the season. So by the next busy season, we now have a new ceiling that we broke through from a revenue standpoint. I remember a few years ago, I was, uh, we were so busy. We were so busy. We had so many calls. People were, we had, I was in, I was in like six hours of meetings a day. Now I'm not saying this is, a, this is always a good thing. <laughs> Sometimes there are meetings for just meetings sake, which is not a good thing. But I remember complaining to my wife, Kelsey, and I was like, oh, I have six hours of meetings with clients and customers today and our team. And, and I have to be in a meeting at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m. I get a lunch, one, two, and I'm just complaining. And, and it's the first thing we're starting out the day. And that, that was my mindset, my headspace going into the day. And I remember my wife, Kelsey, looking at me and she was saying, well, why don't you stop saying I have to and, I, and then start saying I get to? And I felt like an idiot. I was like, that's so true. Like, I, you know, I have to go do these meetings. I have to do this with our customers. No, I get to. I get to insert whatever. So in saying, instead of saying like, oh, uh, business is slow, uh, I have to do all, like I have to get our sales up, I have to, and yes, while we still wanna do that, absolutely, but the reality is like, hey, I get to work on this that I never get to work on to build a new layer of foundation to change our traje trajectory that will stabilize us as a business for the long run that I never get to work on. So just change the perspective, move from complaining to action. All right, three things. Stop liquidating cash, stop the or talk, and view them as a good thing, as a moment in time for you to make new, stronger foundation for your business. Now let's dive into some tactical things. How do we create cash injection? How do we capitalize on these moments to move our business forward? Because again, it's not if they come, it's when they come. And when they're coming, we gotta take advantage of this. I'm gonna talk about what I would do right off the bat to start creating some cash injection. Uh, first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna run a promo cycle every four to six weeks. So if you experience a summer slump, like it's multiple months, like usually slow seasons can last a couple months. If you have a cyclically slow season, run what I call promo cycles every four to six weeks. Four weeks is a little bit more aggressive, that's great, go ahead and do it. If it's a three month, like June, July, August, great, go ahead and run every four weeks. So once a month, run a promo cycle. Now, I'm not gonna dive deep into promo cycles, we have some podcast episodes on promo cycles and, and, and leveraging email. But essentially what a promo cycle is, is it is a planned promotion that you do to your email list, you can do it to your social, and that you're gonna run for a usually a 24 to 72 hour period of time. And what we, the reason we do these is because it allows us to leverage our email list, our database, our social, our existing people, and even our warm and hot retargeting and create massive cash injection over a 24 to 72 hour period of time. You can tie this to a holiday, uh, you can make up something, you can just do a flash sale. Whatever that is, if, you, if you're releasing a new product, great, tie it in with a new product release. But we usually like to do site-wide or collection-wide uh, promotions every four to six weeks. This is gonna allow us to really extract from, from our list, pool non-buyers, and uh, take non-buyers, move them into the, the buyer pool, create cash injection in our business. This is the first thing I'm gonna do because if you have a list, you have a database of customers, you have a social media audience, this is something that you don't have to leverage ad spend. You can add ads if you want to, but you don't have to. And so it allows us to go on the offense without having to put more ad spend into it. So we can go on the offense in, in creating uh, revenue without necessarily adding expense of ad spend on top of that. So first thing I'm gonna tactically do is I'm gonna run promo cycles every four to six weeks. Create that cash injection because you need it to sustain your business. The second thing I'm gonna do 
if you're advertising, which by the way, you should be advertising, um, keep your ad spend in check. Now this is going on the defense. So first thing, I'm going on offense to create cash injection. Then I'm going on the defense. Keep your ad spend in check. My recommendation, and I did an episode on this, I think two episodes ago, on managing ad spend uh, and not getting eaten alive. My recommendation is 15 to 30% of total revenue goes into ad spend. So if your revenue is $10,000 a month, I'm just making this really simple, $10,000 a month, we wanna spend $1,500 to $3,000 a month on ad spend. And my recommendation is to pick a 5% range, like 25 to 30%, and then week over week, you'll have to adjust it. So that that way, if it's going high and it climbs beyond that 30%, you pull it back the next week. If it goes below the 25%, it means, hey, revenue is growing. We need ad spend to kind of go with it. And this is gonna keep your ad spend in check. Because here's what happens. Let's use the December to January example. This is very common in the e-commerce world, right? December's really big. November's very big. January, usually pretty slow. Not always, but for the most part it is. And so let's say you had a $50,000 month in December and then January is suddenly a $10,000 month. But if you're still spending ads like you did in December, ooh, that's gonna become a large percentage of your revenue, right? So it's gonna just, it's gonna be a large percentage of your overall revenue and it could put you in a really bad spot. So just keep a pulse on it, keep control of that because if sales dip but ad spend remains the same, that could put you in a very bad spot very quickly. So second thing is keep your ad spend in check. 15 to 30% of total revenue is what I recommend. Big, big companies are usually 15 to 20%. So I'm a little more aggressive. I prefer 25 to 30%. The third thing that will help you weather a sales slump is to allocate more time and money into branding activities. So if we look at two types of marketing, we have direct response marketing and we have branding. Um, Direct response are things that warrant a response immediately. So like advertising, people click and they buy. That is direct response. Branding are things that will take time. These are long-term investments, but they will pay big dividends over time. This podcast that you're watching right now, this is a form of branding right? We're doing video. It's organic. It's long-term. It takes a long time to build up, but once it's built up, you have the snowball that is moving at the speed of light and you can't slow it down. And so while I am a, my my first and foremost focus is on direct response because it allows me to drive revenue the fastest in slow periods of time when you're spending less, allocate more time and money to those branding related activities. If you're posting at all on social or not at all, consider posting. If you're posting some already, consider posting some more. Start leaning in and saying, how can we improve maybe our organic strategy? How can we lean into maybe some SEO? Uh, How can we maybe create some content for our ads? But start to lean in and spend more time allocated to branding activity. So when you come out of that slow season, you've now leveled up your audience, your follower base, your engagements over in the, 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 the branding side of things. And so it's just gonna make everything that much more powerful moving forward. You've created a new floor in your business by, cre- by slowly moving the branding snowball a little bit more during those slow periods of time, which usually the cost is gonna be your time and not necessarily as much like ad spend. So third thing, allocate more time and money to branding activities. Now the fourth thing is to develop and source new products. I got a text uh, last night uh, from Allison, who's in our Max Profits Mentorship, and um, she's in a slow season for her. Uh, summer is, is pretty slow. She prepares uh, Q4 and Q1 are actually her really, really busy season for her brand Pacific Hound, sells uh, dog scarves and dog collars and things for dogs. Well, Allison, during this slow season, has, de- has spent time with manufacturers in-, in developing a new dog collar that is like subpar to none with material that was only first like 
used six months ago. So she's creating dog collars, different types of uh, things that she's gonna do with her dog scarves that are they're involving different patches. And I get a text from her, we talked, earlier that afternoon and by evening I had a text from her that she had already coordinated with her with her manufacturers and her suppliers to get what she needed and she's moving in, she's diving deep into a lot of product development. It's a great thing to do during slow periods of time. Let's focus on the product development or sourcing new products. And the fifth and final thing I'm gonna close with is this. Focus on rocks. There's a great example of this, and I don't know who first said it because I've heard this in like 38 different places in quotes that they were all the original. I don't know how original that is though. Um, anyway, the idea of rocks. And so if you, had, um, if you had a vase that you needed to fill and you had rocks and you had pebbles and you had sand, well, if you put the sand and the pebbles in and then try to put the big rocks and then put the lid back on the, j the, the jar, it wouldn't close. And so what we wanna do is we wanna put the rocks, this is the foundation, and then we put the pebbles and then we put the sand and that fills in all the gaps. So uh, I first heard this concept from Gina Wickman from the book Traction. Great book, if you've never read it, go read it. And he talks about your job as an entrepreneur is to constantly focus on the rocks, the foundational things. And as you start to stack these big pieces in your business, once you've built them, it's gonna, it's gonna take your business to the next level. Once you build out a really solid post-purchase uh, email series and text message series for your customers, it's built. That is a rock. So during this slow season, slow period, focus on the rocks. For us, we just experienced a slow season in our business, um, going through some of the summer and between a, uh, these live events that we do, the live events create big cash injection for us, and then it kind of slows down a little bit after that. And we did, we built a 28 email nurturing sequence. We built a nine email revival email uh, sequence as well. Uh, big, big pieces. We're improving some of our product experience on top of that. So ask yourself, what are those things that if I do these, it takes my business to the next level? Do I need to do product photography? Do I need to improve that? Am I just using uh, mock-ups? Can I actually do something here? Do I need more creatives for my social media or for my ads? Do I need to work on my website, my product pages, increasing my conversion rate? Uh, do I need to improve my email designs? Do I need to improve the branding of those emails, et cetera? Ask yourself, what are those big foundational rocks in our business that if I, if I spent time on these, it will create a new foundation and a new floor for our business. So we're gonna level up during the slow periods, which will stabilize us as we get into the busy season and we climb out of that slump. So you're listening to this and you're like, Josh, this is all cool stuff. There's a lot of stuff to go back and do. But I'd be curious, how do, how do we actually, what, what do you guys do at the e-commerce alley? Um, we don't talk about this super often unless maybe you're in our, our group or our live stream or you get our emails. Um, but if you go to alleypodcast.com slash scale, you'll get to see what we do. Um, we help e-commerce business owners add 20 to 30 new orders a day leveraging Facebook ads, but then also leveraging email marketing on the back end for increased customer lifetime value. Because those two things alone will help you drive 80% of your revenue. Doesn't matter if you're doing $50,000 a year or $50 million a year. Usually the, the percentages are the same. 50 to 60% of revenue comes from ads, 20 to 30% comes from email, everything else is the remaining percentages. And so we teach e-commerce business owners that are doing at least $3,000 a month in revenue or more how to leverage those for massive, massive growth in revenue. And I, I overview just a couple ideas here, but imagine if you had me at your round table, you had the coaching you needed, the community, and then you had, uh, you had 
in-studio high production videos teaching you every step of the way how to implement tons of different marketing-based activities. If that sounds interesting to you and you wanna just see a page that kind of outlines everything that it is, go to alipodcast.com slash scale and check it out. So in closing, I would say this, stop liquidating your cash, stop the EOR talk, view slow periods as normal and a good thing that your business can use to create a stronger foundation and then start to implement some of those five tactics. And if you do, I promise you will create more cash injection and you will create more stability inside your business. This podcast was produced by Dylan Counts. If you're not part of the e-commerce alley Facebook group, it's free. We go live streaming every single Thursday. There's tons of content and additional resources in there. Go to alleypodcast.com slash group. It's absolutely free. Go join it and we'll see you in the next episode. Hey guys, it's Josh. Thanks for listening to the audio version of the e-commerce alley. Did you know that we actually have an amazing set in high quality video production that gets posted on YouTube every single week? If you've never watched the e-commerce alley on YouTube, you have to go to alleypodcast.com slash YouTube to check it out. Once again, thank you for listening to this podcast and we hope you enjoy this episode.